0: Welcome to Sarah and T, the podcast that focuses on professional vacation rental management. Brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company located in the mountains of Colorado, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services on the coast of North Carolina and Virginia. Separately, Sarah and T manage more than 600 vacation rental properties and are regarded as two of the top experts on vacation rental management. Together, they bring you this podcast to share their experience, have some fun, and let you know that you are not alone in this crazy business of providing short-term rentals to the public. Now, for the next 30 minutes or so, you're ready to have some fun and maybe learn something. Here's our hosts, Sarah and T.
1: We're back, and better than ever. I'm Tim.
2: And I'm Sarah.
1: And we are live, well, sort of. In Charleston, South Carolina, at the Francis Marion Hotel, where the Darm Conference has just ended. And we have some good stuff going on here, don't we,
2: Sarah? We sure do, and I want to make sure we start by thanking Amy Hynote and her team for putting on a conference like this. It's gutsy. During the end of COVID, and then it wasn't, the end of COVID. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And having everyone here traveling and putting on a pretty complicated conference Good on you, Amy and team.
1: They did a fantastic job. The audio guys were great. Adam, our buddy back there, kept us together for two days. And we're talking as we own it because we were the MCs of the event. And I think people had a pretty good time with us.
2: Yeah, I didn't think I'd remember any of my lines, and I only forgot one. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. Uh, so we brought a little mayhem to the stage, as you would expect, for those of you that didn't attend, those of you that were here Please try to delete the memory.
2: We're sorry. Yes,
1: we apologize. But great couple of days here in Charleston. It rained the entire time. You just stayed in the hotel, talked to folks. Vendors here were great. It wasn't a pushy sales thing at all. A lot of high-level people here. And so we decided to pull in a couple of rental managers, vacation rental company owners, and let's hear from them. Not just you and I and our takeaways. We have some, but... Theirs are just as good, if not better.
2: Yeah, let's cut to it. We got some heavy hitters and great takeaways and pullover moments. So get your pens and paper ready.
1: We've caught up with Travis Wilburn of Stay Charlottesville, one of the stars of the show on the battleground deciding people's fate on stage. Mm-hmm. We're talking about takeaways from the conference. Give us some.
3: Well, so I think the key takeaway from this particular year after seeing the the same conference two years ago is that the quality of people that attend this conference is way above any other conference that I've ever been to. The hallway conversations are at the absolute highest level. Um, You have a much better ability to be able to communicate with a lot of the players in the space versus other conferences where there's just more of the diversity of professionalism to to some degree. Like more
2: sophistication. Uh,
3: This is a highly sophisticated crowd. I'd say that the the people in here are in the top 80th, 85th percentile probably in their field. And so that's pretty entertaining. It's like you can learn a lot and you can pick people off relatively easy and just have very engaging conversations, especially in a a lot of uncertain times that I personally have found that more helpful than any other aspect. I've spent more time in the hallway of this conference than ever before.
2: Yeah, Steve Schrover told me long ago, don't go to the sessions, just talk in the hallway. But, you know, I, looking at the attendee list and then looking around, I didn't recognize a lot of the people. Did you?
3: Yes, actually. You did? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think I did. I mean, a good portion of it, there's a lot. (laughs) 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 We've all been hiding behind uh, Zoom for the last two years. But, um, no, I I met a lot of new people, uh, saw a lot of new faces. Um, I think there was a lot of... uh, of missing out from the 2019 conference and how well that was received and so i do think there are a lot of different faces or at least new connections that we've had or that have been at plenty of conferences before but i've never had a chance to to speak with
2: yeah i think there's also just a lot of younger people coming into this industry and they're showing up now two years is a long time in this industry and there's new faces
3: definitely a lot of new faces a lot of people doing some really neat stuff people are popping out in some degree, to your point, out of nowhere, I mean, one of the folks that we had just talked to uh, built 400 homes in the last, within the less than a year. Uh, I mean, like, how do you do that? And while I don't want to give away trade secrets, I'm, you know, those are the type of people I'm like, I'm going to go sit, grab a cup of coffee, and I'm going to listen. I do not know how to do that. <laughs> and so that is pretty impressive. I'm talking about growth.
1: How about when you go back to Charlottesville? You got all these takeaways. So I'm sure you got a notepad. What's the general mood that you leave here with? Optimism for the future? Caution? Concern? What do you think?
3: It's such a great question because I think one of the big takeaways that we need to reinforce to vacation rental managers is that you're safe. The buzzword is consolidation, consolidation. Consolidation. One of the greatest things that happens when that consolidation happens is you see a lot of inventory moving hands, a lot of opportunities to grow there. There's a no doubt this last year and a half has been really tough, but there's a lot of money coming into the space. Your company's becoming more valuable. Now is one of the things I would say is not the time to sell for a lot of different people. I think there's still a huge opportunity to turn these into ATM machines as businesses. and I think as we get more professional as an industry, we'll be able to do that. I do think the bar continues to rise in regards to some of the um, talent within the space. And so I, I leave with optimism, still excited to own a vacation rental company and still loving some Charlottesville. And, and I plan on being here hopefully next year and the following year as well.
2: Oh good, because I like you. Well,
3: thanks. I'm going to stick around.
2: Last question for me. This is called the Revenue Management and Data Conference. Any takeaways about actual revenue management <laughs> and data?
3: That is also a really difficult question. It's funny. I, you know, Everybody has a, a different answer. And everything that I personally thought I knew about revenue and data management over the last five years has completely gone out the window. We are living in very, very different times. And so I still don't think I... per. I I think there's a lot of great technology solutions that can help you if you're not already using those. I think that if you're on one of the older systems and you've got four rates and that's it for the entire season, maybe it's time that, you know, start exploring to to step up the game because somebody else is going to be in your market doing that. Whereas two years ago, maybe 20% of people, I would venture to guess that that's now 70%. 80% if not more in regards to actual true rate management and so that would be the key takeaway is that if you're not paying attention to demand if you're not paying attention to uh, some KPIs if you're not using technology and you think that just a couple rates are going to get you through a year it's probably not going to last very long
2: great
1: okay last question for me you mentioned entertainment you talked about taking things home for those listening to podcasts who weren't here, can you characterize the entertainment from the stage? Uh, the
3: MCs, <laughs> how did they do? They're amazing. <laughs> A, everybody who listens to this podcast knows the, uh, the, the value that you bring to the industry. But, I mean, yeah, absolute but inter- they didn't entertainment.
1: <laughs> but well, they didn't know. What's that? Well, they, they didn't. didn't know is how we were going to oh, present okay. ourselves here. So they missed out. <laughs> you always bring
3: the comedy, for sure. Always expect the unexpected. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: For those of you that don't know, Tim and I came back from the future <laughs> and we were old people. And I made Travis laugh at all of our jokes. Yes. And then <laughs> today, to change it up, Tim dressed as me and I dressed as him. Okay, now we have CJ Stam the third. The most interesting name at the conference, and he is from Southern Comfort Cabin Rentals. CJ's been on our podcast long ago before all that has happened over the last <laughs> 18 months. CJ, thanks for joining us.
4: You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
1: Here we are at the Darm Conference. You can tell by the buzz in the background. What's the buzz for you? What are you going to write down and take back home to Georgia?
4: Well, I would say that the biggest takeaway thus far has been the people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: no, this is a really... It, it is... I, I am going to jump on that for a minute because I, last night, if I were to envision what the atmosphere is like here, it's literally like taking kernels of corn and throwing it into a hot kettle because everybody is just so excited to be out of their house, out of their office, out of their market hanging out with their friends, getting to see people like we're doing right now face-to-face as opposed to over Zoom or just stuck with, you know, and I hate to use the word stuck with your team, but it's like, that's you, you know what I'm saying? It's nice to get out. It creates a type of energy that that's what I'm going to take back.
2: That is so true. It is. It has really energized me with a lot of things going on back in Steamboat with our vacation rental drama with regulations. This probably was the perfect place for me to be around my supporters, right?
4: You need to start a festival.
2: A festival. Okay. (laughs) CJ, if I think about revenue management, you're one of the people I think of because you so kindly let me join your revenue management meeting before COVID, and I got to hear how it went, how you ran it, and it was so impressive. Tell us about what you do, and and did you get more nuggets while you were here, or do you feel like you're on the higher end of sophistication there of our industry?
4: Well, we're not as automated as we'd like to be right now. We're still doing a lot of things kind of the old-fashioned way by hand, but it's so granular that it's, I mean, I, I really feel like a doctor of revenue management sometimes, because You literally have to have your finger on the pulse every single day, you know, to look out for your stakeholders, to know what their goals are, to be able to manage their property to that. If you just stay focused on that. And I love that there's more sophistication coming, right? And there's a lot more automation. There's a lot more tools that are coming in. So it's nice to be here in a single environment where you can look at all of those things and brainstorm with people and hear what they're doing. It's going to be important for us to modernize that way.
2: Any products you saw, any new or older products you knew of at the vendor conference here that really sparked your interest?
4: Well, interestingly enough, I'm on a panel and I have to judge seven different ones (laughs) and I haven't seen them all yet. So there are no early leaders on the first three that I, I got to see yesterday, but I would say that I'm excited to see what is going to be presented today. I did really like the interface of Rented's art because I hadn't even looked at that, so to see that. And Andrew is a master presenter, so he did really well with that. The Key Data Dashboard product that they're launching that will let you see what the trends are on your website, like a heat map. We've used heat mapping before, but this, since we already use Key Data, I'm really excited to turn that feature on and see it working on our website. So...
2: I think that was called Demand IQ. Demand
4: IQ. That is a very, very cool-looking product, and I'm excited to try that.
1: Okay. So I asked this question to Travis Wilburn, and he said it was a good question, so I'm going to ask it again. When you go back home, the general mood you're going to take with you for the future of vacation rentals, is it optimism? Is it excitement for next year? Is it somewhat disconcerting? What do you think the overall thought is as we move through the rest of 21 and 22?
4: So I have some concerns. Uh My biggest concern, if I can articulate this, is that there are a lot of people rushing into our space, like it's a gold rush. They're overpaying for the homes, and we are experiencing the... Good old-fashioned economic supply and demand where we've got more demand than supply, but I'm starting to, in just at least in my market and some of the other ones that I have some information into, it's starting to soften. We're getting more inventory, more people coming on to programs or into Airbnb, VRBO, um, listing their homes. And I, I think that we're going to see some saturation. I think a lot of people have discovered vacation rentals for the first time because of the pandemic and they'll keep coming back to them, but are there enough of them that will completely exit hotels or other ways and stay with vacation rentals to sustain the nightly rates needed to match what the homeowners have paid for their homes. And it's kind of like, I'll go one step further, when you look at like Vacasa going public and talking about how much of the inventory they want to be able to control, the percentage of the market. We were kind of talking about this this morning, it's, it's nearly impossible for them to get to that number because of how fast the inventory is growing. So how do you get to that amount of control?
2: When the, that, to, when the bottom line's going so much it's, higher. Yes,
4: exactly, when so much inventory is coming online. That, that has a very low barrier of entry. You know, an investor can buy one to five homes and put them on Airbnb every single day.
2: Mm-hmm. The denominator, that was and the word I'm yeah. talking and about. They're
4: never, and they're never going to go to, I can't say never, but it's unlikely that they would go to Focasa.
2: You're in Blue Ridge, Georgia. You know, I'm in the mountains of Colorado and then the beaches. When people can go back to Europe, when they're free to travel to Japan, will they all still come to these large homes that we manage? Or like you said, will it hit a point where the demand starts to soften? And I, I agree with you. that I don't know if it's sustainable.
4: The hard part about the sustainability is will the rates for these vacation rentals sustain what the homeowner paid for the home? Yes. In order to get, accomplish that goal. That's like one of the main things I tell an owner that's evaluating, purchasing, and coming into our market is can you afford this home without the rental revenue?
2: Oh, it's a great point because, oh, I mean, good. the prices of homes have gone up exponentially, and the rates have gone up, but not at the same what even is. at this point exponentially. What moves faster? Home prices.
4: Once you've bought that home and you're locked in at that price, you can't just adjust the price of what you paid for the home in relation to the ADR that you're getting. Now, ADR can go, I mean, it can spike and stay spiked for a while, but it can also drop like a rock. That's a great point. And now you've paid, say, a million dollars for the home, right? You're making $100,000 in revenue. That's an easy math equation right there. But if your revenue dropped to 50 or 60, right? now that million-dollar home is all of a sudden, at least in the short term, a liability.
2: Great points. Yeah. I'm so glad we had him on here. Now we have to go with you to the panel. (laughs) Remember, we're supposed to introduce you (laughs) again.
4: Fantastic. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it.
2: Okay. Thank you, CJ. We'll see you soon.
5: My name's Kent Zelly. My company's Nausat Rental, Uh, N-A-U-S-A-T Rental, so it's Cape Cod.
2: It's so nice to meet you Kent. I don't know where you've been, we haven't met you. Have you been to a lot of these conferences before?
5: So not a ton, actually only started in the industry in 2014 and I came out of MIT and I sheepishly admit that I thought I was super smart and would do this all on my own and then quickly realized uh, what an idiot I was when I went to my first sort of it was a live res off-site type conference and uh, realized how much I was missing in terms of learnings and best practices and you know, things from learning from others. So
2: So you have a vacation rental company in Cape Cod. Yes. Is that true? Yes. How many properties do you manage?
5: We manage 60 properties.
2: Nice. Higher end, lower end? Just the top
5: 10%. So we've learned, we've learned uh, as many in the space have learned that sort of, we did a profitability analysis and we learned that sort of uh, some properties were much less profitable than others. And uh, just pays to be on the high end of the market.
2: Amen. You're preaching to the choir there. Figure
5: well, that
1: out quick. <laughs> Speaking of figuring it out, you're here at the Darm Conference. Yep. We're recording some reactions of people who have been in the business for a bit. How about your reaction to the
5: conference? I am so excited to see sort of everybody again and in person and just feel like the ecosystem is thriving like a lot has happened since when we've been able to get together but I feel like and there's some big new investments and things like that but for me it's just so invigorating to see all the people and to be able to have a good time and also to um, just know that the sort of the whole ecosystem is super healthy right we'll get we'll get through anything.
2: So, Tim and I didn't get to go to many sessions because we were dressing up like old people. Then we cross-dressed. We were emceeing this event. Yeah. Anyway, don't ask ask any questions if you don't know what we're talking about. You probably went to some sessions. What were some takeaways you got in there?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I always like the panels because I think the moderators ask some insightful questions and you get a little more sort of informal kind of answers, but... Certainly that consolidation is happening, certainly competition is increasing, but also that the space is just growing so fast that there's so much opportunity, and also I think that uh, there, you know, there's no barriers to entry in our space, so new PMs are popping up all the time, and I think that's a healthy thing.
1: Did you see any products or companies that you hadn't seen before that really, like, hmm, that's something new?
5: Yeah, I would say I think I was aware of all you know most of the players here, but the the sort of some of the people have changed within right. some of those, and it's interesting to see people moving around within the vendor community. Um, so I did have some very good like side conversations. I mean, I like the off the record inside baseball, like what's really going on. <laughs> so you know, certainly became I learned a bit from those. Discussions at the bar at night and the outside the, the conference sessions. So,
2: so you went to MIT. I assume you're well, a good no. Uh,
5: I was in a very full disclosure. I was in this uh, advanced study fellow program, so I, I'm non-degree holder. But I uh, but I did go to various classes. I basically had a free license to take classes across the whole university.
1: So that qualifies.
2: So you were around really smart people, and you're probably one yourself. So you probably take good notes. So if we looked at your notebook right now, what is one note in there that you want to make sure you remembered from this conference?
5: Yeah, that's a great point. And I could pull up my notes. Um, Do it. but <laughs> So I think one big thing is just reminding myself that um, there's so many smart people in the space and to partner more, you know, really partner with others. I think there's a, a lot of us that are kind of founders and scrappy entrepreneurs and we don't want to give up control in our market. We don't necessarily, like for me, I was a consultant for 14 years. I've seen a lot of software companies and been burned when they sell or when they go under. And I've had to do the workouts for clients after that and like unplug this stuff. So I'm actually very wary um, about partnering with, a, with like a software vendor or whatnot. But uh, on the flip side of that, you, you really, you can't be too shy to um, to sort of engage with others and you know share best practices and learn and then you know partner with the right vendors. So
2: that's a good way to wrap it up.
5: It is. I had one more question because there's a couple of more sessions before
1: you and I leave. So smart guy with his he did look at his notes by the way can't see that here but he did look at his notes. So when you walk into a room, how do you decide who you're going to sit next to?
5: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I, so being a corporate guy for 14 years, Uh I have been to like so many conferences and training events and things like that, that, you know, I... My number one goal now and the reason I got into vacation rentals was just to have a lifestyle business so I could spend time with my kids and have fun. And so when I go into a room, I'm like, who's smiling? Who looks like they're having a good time? Who looks like we can joke around? And then inevitably you end up like learning something business useful Mm -hmm. and you build a real connection. So that's what I look for.
1: Opposite of that, what do you think of those people that come to a conference and they sit in the room like a prime seat and they got their laptop open? And they're typing the whole time.
5: So I would love to say I am always the, you know, I'm not always perfect. But I will say that, like, I have a ton of respect because I've been up there and, and I did, like, stand-up comedy as a hobby for a while. Like, you got to respect how much the presenters are putting into this and the effort. And these are our friends and stuff like that. So I, I, I think if you're going to be on your laptop, you should get the heck out of the room. <laughs>
1: Thank you for that. Oh wait, let's
2: end on that note. <laughs> no wait.
1: Since he was a stand-up comedian, what did you think of the MCs?
5: Oh my god, <laughs> that you guys—that you guys. Well, when I ran into Sarah and you guys said you were going to do something funny, and you were like a little, is this going to go over? You know, I think like for me, <laughs> it's like. I can't tell you enough how important I think that is and how much that makes our industry fun. And I don't ever want to lose that in our industry. The the fact that we can all just be ourselves. I, I really don't feel like there's many people here, like as a consultant, I was always playing a role. Either for my own team or for clients, or, and I feel like the level of authenticity here, and the fact that you guys have the confidence and are willing to, well, and make fun of yourself, like have fun and do something like that, like that took guts, and I really appreciate that you did it, and it was hilarious. Thanks. And the and the flipping the costumes, another level, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> next level. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: the next time you're gonna have to get up with us, since now we know you're a stand-up oh, man. comedian. Oh.
5: I'm happy to make fun of myself and uh, hopefully get some laughs at my own expense. And, yeah.
2: Well, it's so nice to meet you. It really is. I'm so glad you're part of our community. And thank
5: you guys for doing everything you're doing. And I've been listening for a long time. And you guys just put it out there. And that's what makes our community so great. Thank you. All
1: right, Kent. Good stuff.
5: Thank you.
2: All right. Bye, Kent.
5: Bye. Bye, (laughs) guys.
1: Wow, what a great way to end, Sarah. Kent was... Man, we could talk to him another half hour. He's a smart dude.
2: Yeah, I was bummed out I didn't get to go to any sessions since we were rehearsing so much, but I pretty much just got all the takeaways. So I feel fulfilled, and I hope all of you enjoyed that, whether you were at the Darm Conference or, as Tim calls it, the Dam Conference. The Dam
1: Conference, we held it. Or
2: if you missed it, we hope to see you soon at another event. It was wonderful to be back together again.
1: Okay. And for those of you that were here, I'm giving you the V sign right now, hoping you return it. Open everybody well out there. And we'll be back in two weeks with a great special guest who happened to be the keynote speaker at the conference.
0: You're going to love it. Talk to you soon. Bye, Tim.
1: Okay. So long, everybody.
0: And that puts a wrap on another episode of Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Music is provided by Ben Sound. Sarah and T. invite you to join them for their next episode. But in the meantime, they encourage you to stay in touch through their website, sarahandt.com, social media channels, or give them a call at 336-612-1612. They love to hear from listeners, giving them feedback on what you just heard or providing ideas for future episodes. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sarah and T.